Let's just hope that these, you know, six countries don't, like, get involved in, like, a new axis of evil, like, in the next two weeks. Like, Oh, yes. Denmark, <laughs> Italy, Algeria, France, and Vietnam, and St. Helen. The ultimate axis of evil. <laughs> well, I will say this. This week, it's certainly going to be a, literally, a banner week for America, everyone. A banner and that's how week. we'll start. <laughs> yeah, banners equals flags. We're talking about national anthems. Welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm the Mr. Peabody to America's Sherman, Steve Trollinger. Speak for yourself, Steve. Of course you can say that. Quiet, uh, you. <laughs> he's right, Mr. Peabody. Guys, it is the 4th of July in a few days, and I don't know about you guys, but I've been feeling very patriotic and happy about my country for the past couple of weeks. Oh, you're goddamn right, Nick. I got my, my USA shorts on right now, star-spangled shorts. Uh, for new listeners, in case this is your first time listening to the podcast, know that those were both deeply sarcastic comments. Oh, I, I am wearing except, the yeah, except for the shorts thing. He is wearing One the of those was a deeply sarcastic comment. Mike literally did show us his red, white, and blue shorts. He shoved them in the face of the Zoom camera. Well, by the and, way, and, Mike, your shorts are uh, breaking several flag laws. By the way, all right. First of all, man, that's just about. It's these are shorts. It's not a flag. If I was wearing a flag as shorts, I think that would be more offensive. Like it's still tarnishing wear- the symbolo- symbiological. Nature of the flag, Mike. No, Steve. It's a reminder of Mike not to sit on the flag, but to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance every single time he sees old glory waving in the wind. Don't tread on me, but put me on your ass. Is that how it works? America's national anthem. These are shorts. These are shorts, Steve. Shorts. Listen, man. If I I went up to a flagpole, pulled down old glory, wrapped, you know, did like a... Or How if you, you walked up, you walked up to a flagpole and you just you hugged the flag. You hugged it like it was a human being with thoughts and feelings, as some sort of vain, empty show of some kind of negative patriotic love. But you know what? For the first time, three Americans are going to not talk about America and our national anthem for this yeah, week's I, episode. I did make a promise be- to. I was sorry. I I, said, I did make a promise to Mike before the show that I wasn't going to shit on America, and I broke it immediately. Yeah, so I'm I'll sorry. I mean, five five seconds in. <laughs> uh, but no, we're going to be discussing other countries and their national anthems on this week's episode because, to be honest, I'm kind of sick of hearing America's national anthem. It's not very good. What is America's national oh, anthem, yo, Nick? Oh, hold your breath, Nick. Oh my God. The Star Spangled Banner. All right, good. Because believe it or not, if you did like some sort of Jay Leno man on the street interview with a bunch of people, you will get like four different answers. <laughs> what do you oh, get? I bet some of us Pledge of Allegiance. Some people think it's America the Beautiful. Uh, Pledge of people... Allegiance. I know someone's got to say Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> is the national anthem. I know some someone on the street must have said that. Uh, shit. But yeah, it, and to be honest, I, I've always been a, a fan of the song "America the Beautiful." I always feel like that could. That's kind of. A better national anthem for us. It's not but war that's hungry enough. It's not. It's not. 
it didn't take it didn't get written in the middle of a war. It doesn't have a secret third verse all about slavery that nobody sings anymore. Wait, Steve, how did uh. you, you before we started recording <laughs> before we started recording, Steve, you described our national anthem to Mike in a very flippant, almost Pixar movie-esque way. How did you describe it? It's a story of a it's a story of a brave little flag who makes it through a really scary night by believing in itself. Essentially, yes. Oh my! But uh, no. So for this week, Steve was the primary researcher. So I am tipping my proverbial hat to Steve, uh, who brought some national anthems that maybe you haven't heard. Although obviously, if you are a listener in these countries, I am sure you have heard them. Uh, but you may not have heard some of these uh, other anthems that we'll be discussing today. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just go ahead and up top, go ahead and apologize to every country I'm about to offend, <laughs> both with my inability to pronounce your language. Uh, and uh, with whatever Mike accidentally says about the origins <laughs> in, of your nation and its na- national anthem. I'm excited for my history lesson today, Steve. This is going to be great. Um, but there are... When I, was, when I was thinking of doing this episode, it was from... Uh, actually, because I had long ago, I looked up the lyrics to the French national anthem, which we'll be discussing later, and I, I noticed a particular type of emotion that the anthem was trying to engender, which is not one you think of when you think of France. And then going out from there, I, I looked at other ones, and sure enough, a lot of uh, countries tend to have written their particular anthems to, much like we brought up earlier, to glorify uh, their own nation in the middle of some sort of crisis. Like most national anthems are typically songs or poems that are written during a time of national strife or when said country is occupied under attack by another country. And because of that, they tend to be a little forceful, if I'm being gentle. Uh, Ours, for instance, uh, Francis Scott wrote the poem while he was witnessing the bombardment of Fort McHenry in Baltimore during the War of 1812. Uh, And this was also after the British had sailed up the Potomac and burned Washington to the ground. Um, So attentions were high. A little bit. Uh, but when you think of the lyrics of... Uh, crap, what is our national anthem? I can't believe I forgot it already. The Star-Spangled Banner. The Star-Spangled Banner. Banner. Thank you. Uh, there's too many anthems. I got too many anthems in my head right now. I'm sorry. Um, when you think of those lyrics, um, they are not as warlike as you would think they would be based on the time in which they were written. Uh, these other countries don't have this problem. Um, so (laughs) first little backstory, national anthems as a whole are actually a recent phenomenon. Uh, a lot of people think of them as just this thing countries always had, but it's really not. Uh, most of them only came into vogue in like the 19th century, uh, with, uh, somewhat unironically, they came into vogue with the rise of international sporting competitions. Of course. I mean, that makes sense, though. The whole concept of, like, modern nationalities hasn't really existed since the 19th century anyway. And a lot of these are uh, were typically written within the past 100 years or so. I think the oldest national anthems are only maybe, like, 250 to 300 years old. Um, for instance, uh, God Save the Queen, um, which is— Banger. Uh, people, people, might, yeah, people might think of it as the British national anthem— um, has is one of the oldest, I think, one of the oldest ones in existence. And it's technically not even their national anthem. God Save the Queen is actually a royal anthem. So a lot of countries in the British Commonwealth or a lot of countries that still have monarchs will usually have a national anthem and royal anthem, one for their royal family and one for the country as a whole. 
Uh, Britain never actually wrote their own national anthem, so they just kind of like use God Save the Queen just in lieu of anything else. But we are not discussing God Save the Queen, right, Steve? No, no, no. It's just, I just bring it up as an example because I, I have ones we're actually going to talk about, and I have some facts about like ones here or there that may come up as we go on. But I, as can tell, Nick is getting antsy. So let's get to the first I, one. I, I, I'm feeling the patriotism. I just want to feel patriotism for other countries now. I want to see if their <laughs> anthems instill in me the same sense of indifference that the Star Spangled Banner does for me. So oh, I, I, I don't know. Oh, if, you're just oh, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I'm uh, vomiting red, white, and blue right now. <laughs> I am so glad I'm on the outside of whatever this tension is. As the person who just has the information, I'm very happy with that. Um, so we're going to talk first about uh, the national anthem, or I should say, one of the national anthems of Denmark. A dissection is imperative. Hell yeah. And I will say up front, a lot of these are going to be in languages that I don't speak, and I will translate them as we go along, uh, so it may not be very fun to not understand what's happening. But Steve, but Danish is such an easy language. I know, right? And Nick, you, I think, might be a little bit less indifferent to some of these because they do tend to be quite metal. <laughs> what? It's Scandinavian. It's going to be metal. It's in their water. So I don't mean metal's in their water. That's America. Let's listen to a bit of Denmark's right now. <laughs> Yo, okay, it can okay, stop there. If you don't, if you don't speak Danish. That was the most wild beginning lyric-wise to a national anthem I think I've ever read. Now, just reading the translation here, Steve, am I wrong to see some sexual innuendos they're using here? Yes, Mike, yes. you are. Yes, you are. What the hell? Okay, Steve, no, this you, is good. Do you want to go this through what good. the lyrics were? I, I'm, I'm, when you say it out loud, you're going to know what I'm, where my mind went here. Okay. Okay, so um, Denmark actually has two recognized anthems. The first is a general national anthem titled there is a lovely country. Um, and like the UK, it also has a royal anthem. Uh, but in the case of Denmark and I think New Zealand, it actually holds equal status. So a lot of countries that have a royal anthem will also have, like, a national, some, some will have a national anthem. Because I know the British, for instance, they're still the Commonwealth. So, like, Wales has its own national anthem, Scotland has its own national anthem. It's various territories and protectorates, so they all technically use God Save the Queen, but they all also have their own individual anthems as well. So, Steve, uh, which national anthem is the one that includes the lyrics, his sword was hammering so fast that the gothic helmet brain bursts? Which one so, is yes, that? The, that's, the, that's the Denmark <laughs> national anthem. This one holds equal status. It's the royal anthem, and it's called, and again, I apologize to the Danes, um, Kong Christian stod ve hoen mast, or King Christian stood by the lofty mast. It is a song commemorating Danish Danish sailors who fought in various wars against Sweden in the 17th and 18th centuries. And in particular, it mentions at the in the first stanza here King Christian IV of Denmark and Norway. And the lyric, as Nick pointed out, was in English: King Christian stood by the lofty mast in mist and smoke. His sword was hammering so fast through Gothic helm and brain it passed. I, I thought uh, it was brain it burst. In this translation, Various yeah, but these are going to be English translations, so they're going to differ 
uh, a little bit here or there. So I'm this is these are them. cannibal corpse lyrics right now. This is not a national anthem. <laughs> Gothic here, by the way, through Gothic Helm actually refers to the Swedes. Uh, uh, which, they didn't uh, go through refers... a hot topic and bash their brains no. in. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, okay. uh, Gotenland, got or Gothenland, Gotenland is a part of South Sweden, which was its own sort of independent country at this uh, time. Yes, the city but. of Gothenburg has so, a thriving metal scene. So this guy, he went in and he fucked up Goth, Gotham. Yeah, right? Gotham, yeah, he, he fucked up Gotham. <laughs> Batman then <laughs> he, fought the Danes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, Denmark National Anthem has, I should say this up front too, most national anthems are based on poems, like I said. These poems tend to be, or can be, fairly long and have like eight or so verses, but most countries will only ever play maybe the first verse and a chorus or maybe two. Like how Americans only really kind of know maybe the first two verses of, of the Star-Spangled Banner. What? Um, what? I mean, I know we we stopped sending the one verse because of its history, but like, don't they, at the, at the ball, they send the whole thing. Uh, not Not usually. Um, there, there's, I think there's four or five verses to it. Um, oh yeah, it goes the baseball on. games. Yeah, the baseball games wouldn't get started if we sang the whole thing. Um, like for instance, the Greece, Greece's national anthem has 158 verses, and we're going to be covering all of them on this yeah, week's no. episode of the Song yeah. Topsy Report. It's like a, it's a Homeric poem, essentially. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so well, obviously we won't be talking about that, but. Um, so there's a couple more verses to this uh, where it talks about like two other very important figures in these naval battles. Uh, so if you want to play a little bit more, Nick. Okay, so the Gothic Helm just got their brains smashed. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, translation there, uh, through Gothic helm and brain it passed, then sank each hostile hulk, which is good alliteration, it sank each hostile hulk and mast in mist and smoke. Fly, they shouted, fly he who can. So basically the whole first verse takes place in the middle of a massive naval battle where everything's on fire and they're trying to run, get the fuck out of here, everything's going pear-shaped. Well, so also... Hell's breaking loose, and then they're looking for the Denmark Christians to stand up. Like, no, no, King Christian. So the king at this so time he's de- is so he's well Denmark. He's Denmark yeah. Christian. Okay, Denmark's okay. Christian in battle. Yeah, who's going to follow the king into this fiery, into the fiery wrecks of these hulks? Oh my god! But you know, it's Denmark, so we don't. You don't really think of. You don't really think of the Danes in this way, but this is how they view themselves. So you you kind of you kind you kind of see how like a little milk toast ours might be by comparison. No, theirs is all just this first verse a dramatic improvement over our own national anthem. Yo, man, come on! Ours is about symbolism. It's about it's about the flag. It's not about one person. It's about the entire country. That's the 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 flag standing up and making it through the night of battle. This is. It's about falling a lunatic into a fucking firestorm. I would much rather sing about that before every sports game than just the little flag that could. 
Oh. We, uh, this is it for the Denmark one for now. Okay. We go to oh. We've got quite a few to get through, so we yeah. got to chug they're, along. They're, 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 like I said, typically these are only go through like um, the first two verses or so. And actually, it was a little difficult for me in certain cases to find examples of the whole song being sung. Uh, because, again, we only typically do one or two. Um, and as Mike sort of pointed out before, there's usually a... Like with uh, that one verse of the Star Spangled Banner that we don't sing anymore, a lot of national anthems are very similar. They Different lyrics will pass in and out of vogue depending on national circumstances. Like the God Save the Queen, going back to that, used to have a whole verse that took place during a Jacobite uh, revolution when a Scottish Catholic prince tried to claim the Protestant throne from the king. And then they had a whole verse of God Save the Queen that read, uh, may by thy mighty aid victory bring, may he sedition hush, and like a torrent rush, rebellious Scots to crush. <laughs> Bear in mind, Scotland's part wow. of the United Kingdom. Yeah. So after, for like, that was part of the, for like three months before they were kind of like, I don't think we should, I don't think we should have that in her anymore. And then there was another verse, from France and pretender, Great Britain defender, foes let them fall from foreign slavery, priests and their knavery, and popish reverie. God save us all. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Rampant popery they were fighting against. <laughs> Rampant popery. And not the kind that makes your room smell better. Yeah, the French. <laughs> Kosovo, Kosovo's anthem doesn't have any lyrics because the Albanian majority doesn't want to piss off the Serbian minority, but they also don't want to write a song that doesn't have Albanian lyrics in it, so they just settled on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they... They just couldn't mix it up with both, huh? No, because then About there the were two the, the two types of people coming together and, and making it as well, one. South like South Africa's national anthem actually incorporates five of its recognized eleven national languages. So South Africa managed to do it, but then they kind of had to do it after you know certain business. They well, had to well, show a united front. Yeah, <laughs> but as of right now, Kosovo. The, that whole like that whole thing in like Eastern Europe is a, a thing that many Americans don't typically look at, but they there's some fucked up shit going on in that part of the world for like the past couple hundred years. But uh, um, Danish national anthem, I give four smashed Gothic helmets out of five. Pretty good. Yes, Nick, if you want to start ranking these uh, to your to your personality, feel feel free to go ahead. Oh, I certainly will. So the next one we're going to talk about is a little bit more familiar because I took this language for three semesters in college, but remember next to nothing of it. Um, this uh, is the Italian national anthem, and it is called the Song of the Italians, or Il Canto degli Italiani. <laughs> Wait, this doesn't sound like Dominic the Donkey. What's going on? Steve here, so yes, yes, Mike. So based on what I read here, you know, it's Brothers Italy who's going to come together as she puts on the helmet on her head. Victory bows because it's she's the slave of Rome. So yeah, does, yeah, Steve, yeah. you want to read through those lyrics that we just heard? <laughs> yeah. So the 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 first verse we just read reads, uh, "Brothers of Italy, Italy has woken, bound Scipio's helmet upon her head. Where is victory? 
let her bow down because as a slave of Rome, God created her. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, so this this was uh, this was written. This was actually a poem originally written by a twenty year old. So like, imagine yourself when you were twenty. Were you writing national anthems or were you writing sexism nothing? in video games? Should yeah. have been a national anthem, Steve. <laughs> yes. All right, Michael. Mike's the only one here who has a leg to stand on. Then. Also, um, I gotta say, um, Danish and and Italian sound about as different a language as possible. But these two songs sound almost exactly the same so far. It's the exact same musical, like it's the exact same. I don't know if it's chord progression. It's it's actually it's called a European march. Yes, and that that's the reason for that is because the the French. We'll get to it when we talk the French. The French actually, uh, when they wrote their um, their their initial anthem, uh, mastered a sort of general march uh, musical style that was then aped by other European countries. So that's kind of why they might sound a little bit familiar because they are. It's, they're each a different type of march of the same time. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say the French national anthem is Vaporwave, but no. I guess, no. Um, so it was written by a 20-year-old named uh, Goffredo Mameli, and it was during the beginning parts of the eventual unification of Italy. Uh, now, originally, Italy, up until the 19th century, was a, just a, wasn't a unified country. This is a very recent, recent development. It was, for the longest time, a bunch of composite like city-states, uh, like Genoa was its own city-state, Venice was its own city-state, Sicily was its own kingdom, Sardinia was its own kingdom. They all were these little, the papal states, they were just like the whole peninsula was just a dozen or so different countries that just fought each other all the time when they weren't being attacked by other European powers <laughs> who tried to conquer them. Of course. Uh, you know, there's, there's a country that can appreciate war, I guess. I mean, that's it's like... Uh, no one else wants to fight us today. You want to good Mediterranean cuisine <laughs> and war. It was it was written um, during a time when the uh, the north part of Sardinia, the kingdom of Sardinia, was uh, trying to be assimilated by uh, uh, the Habsburgs uh, in Austria. So Austria and Sardinia were at war, um, and so they wrote this sort of like a guys, we we gotta stop getting our asses kicked. We we gotta start like thinking of ourselves as Italians first and all these other countries second. Otherwise, we're just going to keep getting ganked for hundreds of years. <laughs> um, so Mike asked before, uh, the so the first stanza here represents kind of the personification of Italy who is ready to go to war for freedom and they'll be victorious as Rome was in ancient times. Italy is always trying to get that good old Rome feeling back, like, Remember way back when, when we were in charge of everything and everything was cool, we conquered the earth as we know it and how awesome that was. Uh, Mussolini, he he wanted to capture that feeling over He's again. chasing that supreme high, man. Just, yeah. you know, trying- Mussolini, Steve, I heard of him. What happened with him? Did <laughs> yeah. he make Italy great again? He actually uh, forbade this national anthem when the fascists came to power because it, start, it starts with uh, Fratelli, Brothers of Italy, which is smacks of republicanism, smacks of like the French Revolution and in communism, and so he was like, "I want none of this. We need songs that sing about me." Uh, so and that's this was when actually, Dominic the Donkey became the national exactly. Anthem. That's oh, when the- this was only the anthem at the original personification or original unification of Italy, and then when it became a republic after World War II. Uh, um, so it it mentions Scipio, which is a reference to Scipio Africanus, who is the a Roman general who defeated Hannibal in the Punic Wars. 
Um, and there's also a reference to an ancient Roman custom of slaves who used to cut their hair short as a sign of their servitude. So the goddess of victory must cut her hair to be the slave of Rome to make Italy victorious in the end. That's what that was getting at. God. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot to unpack in just the first verse. In just verse. one verse, we, yeah. Yeah, Jesus there's several Christ. other verses. Nick, I've, I've got a time code there if you want to jump to the last verse. Because there are a lot of other stanzas in between this about how Let's join together. We're all ready to die. That's actually the chorus. Let us join in a cohort. We're ready to die. We're ready to die. Italy is called. We're ready to die. We're ready to die. Oh, Italy is called. Yes. Oh, that sounds so like a rap battle, Steve. Yeah. What kind of cult kind of bullshit is that, man? Like, yeah. Let's. let's it's like L'Italia chiamo. See, si! like there's that. The end of the chorus is a big old C. Si! Like, perché no? Yeah. I always think it's nice to hint at the death. You know, just like. <laughs> Just lightly hint at it, but just screaming, we're ready to die. I mean, boy. Mike, isn't that but, what you scream every morning when you wake up personally? <laughs> oh my God. Nick! <laughs> you have to be ready to die to overcome the fear of death. I'll tell you what, guys. I get on airplanes sometimes, and I'm just and you like... you scream that. No, like you fly we, we, during takeoff, and I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. If it blows up, it blows up. I'm fine. Like... I've done enough. It's a very healthy thought process, Michael. I think it is. Cut to the uh, six-year-old sitting next to you who hears you muttering this under your breath. <laughs> In um, Italian. I'm ready um, to die today, buddy. Are you? <laughs> hey, kid, you ready to die? We're not even. We're not even flying to Italy. We're flying to Houston. <laughs> um, but now we're. So this is. Uh, we're jumped ahead a bit. This is the final verse. This is where it gets metal. Hell yeah. Please read those lyrics that were just said. So the lyrics are, um, the mercenary swords are feeble reeds. Already the eagle of Austria has lost its plumes. The blood of Italy, the Polish blood it drank, along with the Cossack, but it burned its heart. <laughs> Sorry, that's the death metal. So again, this was written this is written at a time when the Kingdom of Sardinia was under attack by Austria uh and uh I think and Russia at the same time, and they were trying to absorb it. Like the it's like the third time it had Italy actually fought for its own independence like three times against Austria before it finally won. Um, this was like written during the first one, I think. So what about um, Poland? It, they threw in Polish blood. Yeah. So what they're doing is uh, he's referencing the fact that uh, the Habsburgs, who were uh, the royal family in charge of Austria at the time, and Tsarist Russia uh, had previously both gotten together to conquer the kingdom of Poland and Lithuania. They were joined in like a Commonwealth kingdom and they had their own little empire before they were attacked by both sides, by the Austrians and the Russians, who then partitioned Poland. So Poland ceased to be a nationality until uh, shortly before World War II, or in between World War I and II. Um, they were part of either Russia or the Holy Roman Empire or whatever Germany became, the First Reich. Um, so they're actually, the poet, the poet here is making a reference to like, hey, remember when uh, the Russians and the Austrians tried to like tore Poland apart? It's happening here too, guys, just like us, but unlike them, but just like them, 
they're going to drink our blood and our blood will be poison in their veins will be will burn their stomachs from within i mean that's some powerful stuff right there but yeah mike stars bombs bursting in air Oh, yeah, the right. bombs were bursting in the air. They didn't even hit the ground and destroy anything. Boring. I, I would like to. I would like to say this up front, Mike. We are doing this to get a rise. Oh, I, oh, oh! I, I am well aware of that, Steve. There, there are some very badass portions of, uh, of the uh, of the American national anthem. I'm not discounting that. Don't, don't patronize me, Steve. There's, I know how you guys feel about about we old just, glory. We just don't sing about like having our enemies drink our blood and having it burn them from within like a fire. Well, because you know what if we did, Steve? People would be complaining about it for damn sure. You know, here we we had to, we have a nice song about a flag that's just symbolism of, you know, surviving war and overcoming all odds. And, uh, you know, and that's, and uh, listen, it's got some bad parts in it. Unlike these <laughs> national anthems, which obviously are which, ho- wholesome and good. You know, wait, uh, do you think we need a new national anthem? Do you think we need a new flag? I wonder this some days because, I mean, I love the flag. I think it's dope. But now we got all these other territories. Hey, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I, huge pro flag. Um, but I, I think about, like, how many perhaps people in the flyover states not realizing that Puerto Rico is, like, part of America. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's... I think a lot of people. Yeah, are that, you saying we should have a Latin infused national anthem? Because I am all for that. Dude. Imagine a national anthem you could dance to. <laughs> That'd be I'm shimming in place right now. Let's <laughs> do <Still> a little. <laughs> we can't have to do you think do you think if we had a new national anthem they'd try to have some sort of like we'd have all sorts of dance moves happening. I think twerking would be a big big part of it oh my god i would twerk for those stars and stripes in a heartbeat you'd bet your ass i would i think we should just make it god bless the usa by lee greenwood How's god that? bless the usa all right is that it for uh italy though yes that is it for Italy, guys believe it or not we have gone through the least angry national anthems oh. um so now we're going to get into a category I like to call the murderously brave national anthems. Murder, murderously brave. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk now about the Algerian national anthem, uh, which uh, is uh, called Kasaman. And again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong. I believe it's in Arabic. Uh, but it's um, the English, English translation is we pledge. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? It does sound nice. We pledge. We pledge. Uh, we, we pledge our... our the fraternity and our hearts and our souls to our great country. Let's listen to the first verse. Oh, this sounds really nice, Steve. Right, now we didn't have lyrics okay. pulled up for that, but Steve, that sounded yes. pretty fine for a national anthem. Yeah, that's pretty fine. Here's what here's what they just said. Okay. We swear by the lightning that destroys, by the virtuous and fragrant blood, by the shining, fluttering banners in the steep and majestic mountains, that we have risen to revolution in life or death, 
and we have resolved that Algeria shall live. So bear witness, bear witness, bear witness. All right, Steve, I'm saying right now, in post, I'm adding a metal guitar riff sound cue for every time something so brutal is said. And I'm adding one right now. Holy shit. That is fragrant blood of our enemies. We swear by the lightning that destroys. So Mike, uh, yeah, Mike had pointed out that there was there was kind of a Disney-ish quality to this, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little bit. Yeah, if you weren't hearing the Mickey Mouse song just then, I mean, or um, the M I C K Y lightning that destroys. So the the Algerian anthem "We Pledge," written by Algerian activist Mufti Zakaria, he wrote it. He wrote it while he was being held captive by French colonialists. Um, I should also say the three the three we're about to cover now is kind of like a French theme triumvirate. So there's this France. France we talk about our bullshit. France has some bullshit to own up to themselves. Um, so at this time, this is post World War II. France um, still has some colonial uh, um, uh, possessions in Africa, and uh, they've been. Uh, talking about like giving them back to the people uh but in this case a referendum to do so failed in france and so the algerians kind of got a little pissed at this was taking so long since this is just a thing that they they believe they should have just automatically been given without any sort of this namby-pamby resolution business so they proceeded to launch a guerrilla war of independence that was very long and very bloody wow and Zakaria actually was reportedly, while he was in prison, was n- nobody confirmed this. Reportedly, he wasn't given pen or paper to write with. So while in prison, he wrote the lyrics using his own blood on the walls of his jail cell. Another sound cue it, there. I want it to be true. I want that to. Oh man, that's badass, man. You know, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't. We don't get enough. We don't get enough shit like that from our leaders nowadays. You know what I mean? They're all in their suits. I wanna. I wanna see. I wanna see some people just slicing out and you know, like blood brothering it up. You know, like diseases be damned. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm pretty. Sh- I'm I want pretty some. Sh- I want some rough and tough leaders, man. Uh-uh. I'm pretty sure if Mitch McConnell got like a light scrape, he would faint immediately. That's what I mean. How can we have these people eating this? Guy? Uh, I mean, Mike, the first and last time an American president led troops into battle while the president was was Washington. Like after he was elected president, he led troops into battle once. I think it was during the it was the Whiskey Rebellion or something. He was putting down like a nascent rebellion in the in the new country. And he so he led the armed forces while president like in the field on horseback. But ever since then. No, no, I don't. I don't believe people can correct me on this if I'm wrong. But no American president has led people into battle while still president. We gotta get the we forget this air force. What's uh what's the airplane? That they use? Air Force One. It is Air Force. I was gonna say Air Force One. Okay. Uh, fuck get off man. my plane. We we gotta get we gotta get the president like a like a really cool chopper. That like has guns on it, or does he already have that? Wait, like, does wait he ha- are you <laughs> proposing that the president like reenacts like an on-rail shooter game where he's like flying over whatever country we happen to be bombing and there, just shooting at have, them? I think the ha- president has to pull the trigger on these drones, man. Stop putting that mental shit on someone else. You got you ready to do it? Like, learn to fly a drone and get it done. Like, I don't. I uh, I apologize by the way to Arabic listeners. I know I'm not following these lyrics exactly, so bear with me on this. But if you want to play a little bit more, because we're we're going to have to skip around a bit. Okay. It's off to a great start, though. 
So that part there, that was actually the end of the first verse that I skipped to before. So we bear witness, bear witness, bear witness. Fashadu, fashadu, fashadu. I appreciate a good crash symbol. And let me tell you, that <laughs> was that was brilliantly, that was it was beautiful. You know? Like that was your it, thing it, back in like high school, right? It was, Nick. It was. Aside from the one time where I dropped him during the 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 concert, like I was a, I was a pretty I was a pretty good crash symbol player. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a lot of effort to wait for the right time and then bang two symbols together. Because we have uh, you know what? You have to have a lot of strength to hold up those things for the for the duration of the concert. There. Why don't you just pick them up when it's time to bang them? Because what if you're too slow? What if you trip and fall? Or what if you hit them against something? I you guess bang you them just, up against something. You can't wait and also, like, you gotta hold it out. You gotta get the reverberations out there. You gotta hold them just right so that you know the audience can really hear it. You can't just wait till they like a measure or two away and then be like, oh, time to pick up the symbols. What did you play? The clarinet? I played the trumpet. Oh, the trumpet. You were one of those. You, you were the row right in front of me. You know what? You just hated the crash cymbal guy because he was so loud and was blowing out your ears. That's what they yelled at me for. I know that this is what your problem was, Nick. Uh, guys, I had to guys. I the trumpet up the entire time because I was playing music the whole time, Mike. Guys, we must, we, must remember the, we must remember to keep peace amongst ourselves and our neighbors. Or as the uh, Algerian National Anthem would say, we are soldiers in the name of righteousness. Have revolted, and for our war, for our independence to war, have risen. Had we not spoken up, none would have listened. So we tev- so we have taken the drum of gunpowder as our rhythm, and the sound of machine guns as our melody. Ah, I love it when the justification for guerrilla warfare and violence is built into your national anthem. There's actually a whole third part I won't even get into that basically just like shit talks France, where it's like, oh France, the time of reproach has passed. And we have closed like a book. The day of reckoning is at hand. Prepare to receive from us our answer. Quiver in your little berets and baguettes, for we are coming. I, that, that might not be the, the The national anthem to Burkina Faso, uh, which is another, another country, um, is the, like uh, there's several verses that just talks about colonialism, like how bad colonialism is. That's just built into their national anthem. Like, you fucked this up, and you fucked this up, and you fucked it, and now it's our turn to fuck up our own country. It's like a... <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, like, a, like an angry wife's anthem to her husband. Ah, you, you fucked this up, you didn't do this, I had to... Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like what Nick was getting yelled at And then uh, half your laundry, you ate all the chips. <laughs> Look, France, Italy, you ate half the chips... And you didn't, you, you, but you didn't pay for half of the groceries. You ate all of my peanut butter. God damn it, Burkina Faso. You ate all of the peanut butter. Well, it was my peanut butter to eat, France. <laughs> you ate all the peanut butter, so now what was that? The drums of gunpowder will be our marching whatever? So now from our hero, you ate all the peanut butter, so from our heroes we shall make an army come into being, and on our dead we will build glory, and our spirits shall ascend to immortality. If you need a quick way to escalate any argument, just use the Algerian national anthem lyrics, and you will get there. But we're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about the shit France does. Let's, let's see if, like, when, you, when, you, when people grow up with abusive parents, that abuse can 
sort of trickle down into the next generation. And so it was with France, as we shall now turn to the French national anthem, of which there is eight minutes of. We won't listen to the whole thing. Don't worry. Oh, but man. It is, oh, and I am going to I'm going to butcher this. A French listener's. Even if I did it 100% right, though, the French would have a problem with my French pronunciation, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I can't win with them. Les, les Marchais. Uh, la oh, Marchais. Look, look at you throwing a little accent on there, Steve. Yeah. Saying originally, you... originally called Chant de Guerre pour l'armée du Rhin. Yeah, my my wife is my wife who does speak some French is blanching at my horrible <laughs> French. She is doubled over, <laughs> laughing hysterically. I can I can see in the corner. Um, so Nick, play a little bit of that, and this is by uh, this is being sung by Placido Domingo. Oh, <gasps> bleu. Wow. Okay, so I'm a little bit better at following French than I am at Arabic. I apologize um, for my Eurocentric views. Uh, it's good to recognize so, that in yourself, Steve. Yes, so, so what was just said was, Arise, children of the fatherland. The day of glory has arrived. All right, not too bad. Neat. Against us, tyranny's bloody standard is raised. Do you hear in the countryside the roar of those ferocious soldiers? They're coming right into your arms to cut the throats of your sons and your women. And the women! Dude! I think the sons are pretty bad too, Mike. Like, the whole package can be bad. No, I, nobody cares about men. You know what I mean? But like, they're sons. They could be young. Or I guess maybe it's in regard to military. How about let's just say throat slitting, song tops report, official statement, we are anti-throat slitting. Well, so, Nick, what if you need to slit some throats? When I mean, would you need to slit throats? Mike, when in your life have you been like, God, I'm sorry, I just got to slit a throat? God, this throat's got to get slit. Uh, so the first verse of the French national anthem, for anyone who thinks they smoke cigarettes and eat baguettes and that's it, um, involves a rousing rise to arms because... Every other power in Europe is coming to rape our women and cut the throats of our children. That's just and that's just to begin with. Um, wait, so, so wait, are they saying that they're stopping people from doing that, or are they saying we're we're coming? We're- no, no, no. So, so here's where the history comes in. So, written by Claude Joseph Rouget de Lisle, um, an army officer during the French Revolution. Uh, this was written at a time because the original uh, title that I butchered, Chant de Guerre, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is. Uh, War song for the Army of the Rhine. Uh, it was written at a time. Big melon so fans. The, yeah, the <laughs> the French Revolution was in full swing, and every other European power was getting nervous that people were going to rise up in their like uh, monarchies. They were going to say, "Oh yeah, monarchy sucks." They're right. Let's all rise up and kill those bastards like the French did. So all the other European powers were getting nervous that the Republican spirit would infect their nations. So several of them at this point formed uh, a coalition of nations. The first coalition, uh, after this, there'd be like two or three more, uh, and they invaded France. So basically they're writing this at a time when all the other European nations are invading France to try to stop the French Revolution from happening. Uh. So they're talking about 
the the English are going to come up, come in and cut our throats and rape our women. Uh, we've got to, you know, like with the, the Germans and the Austrians, we've got to stop them, uh, which is where this next verse comes in. So that's the chorus, and that is, To arms, citizens, form your battalions, let's march, let's march, let the impure blood water our furrows. So that is... Uh, the hack yeah. and slash their way through here. Water your what? Your furrows. Uh, so like your your fields. Yes. Your, uh, you know, um, so uh, all these other countries, they're coming in, they're going to cut, they're going to cut the throats of your sons, and they're going to rape and murder your women so let's kill them first and let their impure blood water our plants and allow our i don't know corn to grow i don't know i, 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 was, I don't know our grapes our grapes <laughs> i don't know i was watching this youtuber who does gardening and she was saying how you don't want to use impure blood on your crops because it doesn't really fertilize it as well generally you want pure blood so if the so, impure so you blood want the, you want the blood of virgins in there nick is I that mean, what you're saying they'll work it's just more that the idea of the impure blood of your enemies will it'll do in a pinch it's kind of like you can substitute like maybe like regular sugar for brown sugar in like some cooking recipes but generally impure blood is like okay that's my last resort but in france at this time maybe that's the best they could do to water their furrows um no they had water <laughs> they, they had like they're not landlocked they had they had some water there's several rivers this uh, national anthem the french national anthem was propaganda by big impure blood to uh, try to get people to use that to water all their crops instead of using actual water so Typical. it kind again we're not going to go into all eight minutes it is this song is the very definition of and it goes on like that like that's the very definition of this song Oh, so like Gucci Gang. Yeah, just a few greatest hits. Uh, what does this what does this horde of slaves of traitors and conspiring kings want? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what these mercenary phalanxes would strike down our proud warriors? Good God, by chain hands, our brows would yield under the yoke, et cetera, et cetera. Tremble tyrants and you traitors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Frenchmen as magnanimous warriors. This is what's great about the French language is that they can say Frenchmen as magnanimous warriors and have it be something that could be sung. Because uh, I could barely say that sentence. <laughs> um, and I don't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because we've already saw what happened when I do that. And then at the very end, uh, this isn't sung that much anymore, but there is what's called the children's verse. So oh, this is. The, so this, this would be the verse at the very end that the children of France would sing. And it goes thusly. We shall enter the military career when our elders are no longer there. There we shall find their dust and the trace of their virtues. Much less keen to survive them than to share their coffins. We shall have the sublime pride to avenge or follow them. And metal riff there. That's the children's verse. That's what the kids would sing at the end. You know, what a great recruitment tool. You know, I was sick of those army guys that was bothering me while I was working at Best Buy. But, you know, if the (laughs) National Anthem just already convinced me at age six to join, I mean, you know, 
Also, I gotta say, children's music has come a lot further. I don't remember any Wiggles song where they mentioned sharing their father's coffin, but maybe something was also lost. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like children's songs that just constantly remind you that your parents are dying. We've but lost what a great, something. But but for what? Yeah, but for what great cause? The continuation of dying. It's, exactly. It's for a good cause. It's to continue to die. But hey, um, we've got bombs bursting in air. It gave proof through the night, Nick. The flag was still there, Nick. Flag's always there. It's been there a long time. I mean, it's we've been through a lot of flags. I know, but like, this one stuck around. Um, so that's France. In case you were ever wondering what France is about, that's uh, that's what they sing when they have a soccer match. So next time you like have a problem with people disrespecting our national anthem, um, just think of how much cooler the national anthem could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now. To continue I want kids saying about coffins in the new national anthem. I think yeah. I think you're right, Steve. So we're gonna go on second to last one here. Um, yeah, let's get speaking, out of Europe. Yeah, speaking of a continuation of French colonialism, uh, <laughs> we're about to talk about the Vietnam national anthem. Uh, it is called essentially, and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce any of these lyrics, but it essentially in English translates to "Army March." It is the march of the army. Um, and it is, uh, if you were wondering whether if anybody had bothered to read a translation of this song during the 50s and 60s, both us and the French could have had much less of a difficult time during that period of time. We really should have seen what was coming, and this is why. guitar riff steve uh do you want to read those lyrics for people who who don't uh who don't understand uh, the the vietnamese language uh that was armies of vietnam forward with one single determination to save our fatherland our hurried steps resound on the long and arduous road our flag red with the blood of victory bears the spirit of the country the flag is red oh the distant rumbling of guns mingles with our marching song the path to glory is built by the bodies of our foes. Great way to make a path. You know, yeah. oh God, I, I, I'm just imagining making paths, making roads, and I'm like, oh man, I made, I made, I extended my patio with the, with the bodies of my foes. You know, it's, it's a great way to, it's a great building block. Really eco-friendly. <laughs> really. They decompose and they feed the flowers at the same time. Um, so this was written in 1944 by composer uh, Van Coe and is called The Army Marching Song in English, was approved by Ho Chi Minh himself. Richard Ooh. Nixon back again! Yeah. Yes. As, the, <laughs> as the anthem for the, at the time, the Democratic Republic of Vietnam and eventually the unified Vietnam. Um, and unlike the rest of these songs, the Vietnamese uh, really pack all their patriotic rage into only two verses, uh, which is... Uh, it's good, concise you know, songwriting. Exactly. France could learn a thing or two. Exactly. Greece could learn going. many things. <laughs> many things. They keep going. 
which is, let us hasten to the battlefield, onward, all together advancing. I mean, these guys are singing so slow, man. These guys, I mean, it's a just march. not get... Well, Mike, they're in the middle of building their, uh, what was it? They're building their resistance bases. I don't know of any other national anthem that is very literal in terms of, uh, also, we've got to build some resistance bases. Like, nobody's... Like the American national anthem doesn't have like, and then we're going to build this fort. There's, yeah, there's no <laughs> pragmatic urban planning anywhere in the national anthem of the United States, and I'm a little disappointed. You know what? They're, you're right. You, you guys are right. I think maybe there should be a new national anthem every time a census comes out, and we go, "What's this? What's the what's the plans for this decade, everybody? What 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 do we yes. want to get done?" You have one verse that you can substitute like every couple years, let's say, and you can put in whatever you want the country to do. No, we gotta inhabit Mars. I want Elon Musk in part of that song, man. I want I want Elon well, Musk in the anthem. That's he can't <laughs> sing. He can only rap. Grimes yeah. Grimes will write the next national anthem. Okay. It's just weird a harmonic shrill like machine sounds, and then her girly whispered like spooky voice. Um, there is a sixth line that was omitted after 1955, which was, "We swear to flay the enemies and drink their blood." Metal riff. So yeah, so we 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 were uh, <laughs> wait. Straight up blood drinking was in their national anthem. Originally, yes, it was changed to its current wording in 1955. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That is a great intimidation technique. I don't care who you are. If you start drinking blood in front of me, I'm gonna be like, you know, like you kill someone and start drinking the blood. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna leave you alone. Mike, when you I'm were like, on that okay. bus in Albany getting bothered by people, is that what you did? <laughs> Just. Just slashed open the person in front of me and just started sucking the. Oh my! Ow! Do you hear about the guy that did that on a bus? That happened like five, like five, ten years ago. Yeah. Someone oh slashed God. someone on a bus and drank their blood. Dude, the the kid was just listening into his headphones, and the guy like just flipped out, stabbed him, and started eating him on the bus. <laughs> he didn't flip out. He was just listening to the Vietnamese national anthem. Yeah. And, then, and then he got hungry. <laughs> so. So if there's a uh, oh, no, if, no. if there was if there was any anybody in charge of our military uh, prior to the 1960s who listened to the second verse, uh, we probably could have just avoided a whole scenario there. Yeah, they laid is, out exactly why we shouldn't be in Vietnam, uh, and that's before the first two, which reads. I know because we're going over, so I'm going to just read this one, which reads. Uh, Lead, uh, soldiers of Vietnam forward, the gold star fluttering, leading the people of our native land out of misery and suffering. Let us join our efforts in the fight to build a new life. Arise and break these chains. For too long have we swallowed our hatred. Be ready for all sacrifices, and life will be radiant. Uh, well? Which I think is like the Viet Cong mission statement. Kinda, yeah. They did reinforce bases. They just saw what the Japanese did in World War II, and they were like, hold our beer. We can, <laughs> we can, we can take this. We can take this further, right, guys? Let's try it out. 
Um, so for our final national anthem, this is what I call a palate cleanser national anthem. And also, I I can say I haven't heard this yet, but I can say a deep cut based on the size and population yeah. of the country. So this is the Saint Helena uh, Island national anthem. Now Saint Helena Island is actually not a sovereign nation; it's a British overseas territory. So therefore, its official anthem is "God Save the Queen." Ah. However, it has an unofficial anthem written by an American country western DJ named Dave Mitchell, and he wrote it in 1975, and it goes like this. Oh, good old DJ Dave! Oh, oh come on. I knew you would, Mike. That's why I saved it for the end. This is this is the country roads of St. Helena. You know, maybe country roads should be the, the national anthem for America. Are you kidding? Just love the song. All, I, I love the song in the tin can it was recorded in. Yeah, there's no bad. Trust me, I looked. There's no better. There's no better version of this. <laughs> Come on, St. Helena, get your shit together. Record a Come better on. version. If, if we got any listeners in St. Helena, you know, you should you should. Pipe up and say something, but this is ridiculous. So uh, Dave Mitchell uh, was a country western disc jockey. Um, he was also uh, uh, he was introduced to uh, Saint Helena Island by one of his best friends, a guy named Charlie Wren. Um, and the uh, story goes that Charlie suggested that Dave write a song for Saint Helena. Dave Mitchell had never been to Saint Helena Island. And he was asked to write a song about it. So his friend Charlie, who had visited the island, brought him two large color postcards from St. Helena and asked him to write a song about St. Helena from the two postcards. Uh, And Dave did. After he spent a night studying them, uh, he wrote the song in a few minutes. And the uh, people, the good, the saints, the good people of St. Helena liked it so much, they've made it their unofficial national anthem. Oh, so they, they loved it. They, they were like, this is great. This is two postcards. You know what? We're a two-postcard island. No doubt Saint about Helena, it. St. Helena, come on. You can do better than that. Some random asshole DJ looks at two of your postcards and writes your national anthem. Because I notice he says the, the very last line is, to my St. Helena Island, and I swear I'll never roam. If that's the only place you're saying that you'll go and you will never roam from there, how many square miles is St. Helena? Dude, this, I'll tell it's you It's not what big. It... <laughs> Wait, hang on. You know what? I am going to find out right now because this is going to bother me. St. Helena. St. Helena is 47 square miles. I'm pretty sure that, okay, 47 square miles. St. Helena is 47 square miles. If you never roam from there, that's a very small chunk of the world that you're promising you're never going to look at. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. DJ Dave... <laughs> DJ Dave was just spitting some game. He's the fuckboy to St. Helena right now. St. Helena was just all like, oh, this guy, he loves us. He's never going to go. and never going to roam. He's going everywhere else but you. You know, no commitment. No commitment from DJ Dave. And I noticed, uh, I noticed on sorry, I noticed on the YouTube video that 
uh, we're looking at this from. There are only 4,044 views currently. And I thought, gee, that's pretty low for their national anthem. But I also see now that the population of St. Helena is 4,500, basically, which means it's possible that almost every single person on the island listened to this song once, and that is the sum total of all the listenership. And and one of them is me from when I first found it and today. That's two right there. Uh, but yeah, Nick, keep going. Good Sorry, so are your fancy cars. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'll tell you, Dave is smooth, man. Dave ran ran out of stuff to talk about real fast from those postcards. (laughs) I mean, how much information can you put in? Also, can I just say, I really wish for no reason that the lyrics for St. Helena and Vietnam were mixed. And St. Helena's anthem was all about drinking the blood of your enemies. Oh, believe you me. I did that in my head when I was doing the research. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured this episode was going to be long enough as it was without my hilarious mashup uh, <laughs> extravaganza. God, what the fuck happened on St. Helena Island? They're so pissed. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's pretty, is basically what he's saying. Yeah. There's a bit at the end, too. Uh, someday if the Lord above... Someday if the Lord above comes out of Heaven's Gate, I'm sure he'll pick St. Helena and use it as his place. Wow. So when Jesus comes back during the second coming, like that, he just, what was on those postcards? What was on those postcards that he was like, he looked at it and go, you know what? I bet during the second coming, Jesus, instead of Jerusalem, he'll come and make St. Helena the capital of his new uh, his new Christian civilization. I, I tell you what, that's a Helena right there. Seems like a nice place. Them, them good people, man. Okay, all I can guarantee is that one of the postcards had cars on it because that's the only thing he specifically mentioned. Your fancy cars. Lightning McQueen. This place is awesome. It's probably an expensive uh, import. <laughs> oh man, we lost all of our Saint Helena listeners. I can tell. <laughs> all four of them. <laughs> That's generous. It was one family, and they're very pissed at us. <laughs> All right. I think I've exhausted myself talking about songs that people don't understand the lyrics to. No, but th- Steve, you brought understanding along with some great historical context for all of these, except for St. Helena, because not even the songwriter knows about it. So th- you've, you've accomplished more in this one episode than the entire national anthem and the person who wrote it for one island. So that's like, impressive. Oh, song types are, the song types are right. I love that show. Hey, what's the longest episode? Like a really shitty song? No, a history lesson that goes on for way too fucking long. <laughs> I think it went on just long enough, Steve. And I, I, I have to say thank you for bringing it to our attention. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on this international journey around the world. Uh, you can listen to our previous back catalog, uh, at thesongtopsreport.com or you can go over to Dapper Devil Productions or listen to us on your podcast streaming platform of choice. Uh, check us out on social media. We're posting fun stuff there. Steve, I, I meant to mention at the top, but I loved your uh, Baby Shark workout video. Yes, Workout yeah. Wednesdays. It's a, I'm workshopping it. I'm not sure if it'll be a thing or not, but uh, I've been 
trying to figure out ways to exercise inside. And one of them is this uh, video game we got on the Switch called Just Dance 2020. And uh, it's a fun little game. And I, there were three or four songs on there that we have covered in the past. So I figured that gives us a few week, gives me a few weeks of material to work with. Hell yeah. I, Though I, will I say there, keep seeing it. I, wa- I love these videos, Steve. There is one that is that I'm sure people would love me to do that is the most difficult one in the game to do. So I don't know. It, I might do that one last. We'll see. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, also, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. I will shamelessly plug myself a little. And uh, Mike, where can we find you? You can find me at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMar.dot. And, uh, yo, yeah, like Nick said, uh, check out the Dapper Devils production page. Send us a song suggestion, please. We, we had a, oh, man, I always say this. I feel like I've ever had some, we're going to do a listener-submitted episode, but we, soon enough. Um, I would actually say, because we have a ton of international listeners. I meant to mention this before, but a whole we have a whole bunch of new people in uh, India, Ireland, and Singapore. So, welcome, uh, first of all. And second of all, if, if this episode... Uh, sparked any other national anthems we may have forgotten, please throw them our way. We could definitely do a multi-part uh, version of this. Oh, I would love to hear some more national anthems. Get to learn more about this this crazy world we got. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also, uh, what? Actually, I like, Nick, I like you just telling people to send their national anthem. Or why don't you also send a stanza you would put in your national anthem? Hell yeah. You know? what? Like, if you wanted to replace a stanza and you think it could be a little more metal... Or sweet or Saint Helena, what would it be? A death metal remix of Saint Helena's national anthem. <laughs> my heart is drifting down with to the heart of the sea and the city of Helena, where my loved one went to be. What great foley work! I know, right? I'm not the voiceover artist. Steve is. And speaking of which, Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. Uh, you can find me on the Dapper Devil Productions website and my own website, stephentrollinger.com. And in a heap on the floor from exhaustion. <laughs> Take care you of did, yourself, You Steve. did a lot today, Steve. That was a lot of, that was a lot of, that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of songs. That was a lot of countries. That was a lot of historical context knowledge. Yeah. It's a lot of and s- I didn't research any of it. I knew it all already. Yes, he did. 100% true. Uh, That was a lot of songs, and there will be more next week. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And for all my grousing, I'm still going to watch Hamilton in 1776 this week. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Take care.